0: Welcome back to another episode of Recovering You. Guys, I'm your host, Cameron Harrison. I'm here once again, joined by my brother-in-law, one of my best friends, one of the guys I look up to most in the world, and my co-host oh, <laughs> Chris Sexton, my hero. How are you, man?
1: Uh I'm good. How are you?
0: I, I'm I'm great. I, I know my hair's not as good as last week. Um I don't have the podcast-worthy hair like like last time.
1: <laughs> it's looking on point. It's looking on point tonight. <laughs>
0: well, thank you, thank what
1: you. On fleek, is that what they uh, say? On- <laughs> oh man, that's hip and. I don't, and
0: width get, I don't exactly. get out. <laughs> yeah. Uh So last week we had an awesome show talking about um, helping our loved ones heal. I, I really hope that there were a couple of people's names that popped into your head, and that uh, that you know you took the chance to put yourself out there a little bit and say, Hey, I want to show my love and care for you. And I want to share this with you because it, it has had an impact in my life or uh, in the life of one of my loved ones. And you know, what's, what's the harm in thinking that you could do some good for someone. So after all you, you change the world by changing yourself, right?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's one of those subjects that for whatever reason is taboo, you know, it's uh, because maybe because sex is such an intimate thing, um, you know, the the addiction to sex or perversion of it uh, and addiction to pornography is something that people just don't know how to talk about. Um, and that's why we're talking about it. So thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Really excited um, for what we've got. Uh, on deck for y'all this week and it's all about becoming something new absolutely trading
0: in that old lemon car that the old the old pinto uh that the 80 the what what was my car in high school the 87 ford probe for oh look at yeah, you yeah yeah looked like a looked Chick like magnet a, <laughs> looked like a, a what was the back to future car? you were
1: you were beating them off with the delorean stick. The, the delorean yeah yeah Pretty the much. Delorean without the cool doors, with with
0: my puffy vest and my hoverboard. <laughs> um, but
1: the puffy you know, vest part—I believe you're from Idaho, so there probably yeah. was a puffy vest. At you know, some
0: I, I I will say my my dad, I think, has a puffy vest to go with every outfit. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> he he definitely rocks the puffy vest like a pro. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh,
1: but yeah, this, this
0: is all this is all about taking note of what what was there in the past and figuring out, okay, how do I become something new? How do I trade in that old thing and upgrade to this new thing? How do I kill what I don't want anymore and get rid of it and give birth to this new version of myself that I'm going to cling onto and hang on to and maintain for the rest of my life. Um, I had, I had an experience just recently with my stake president that he, he asked me in an interview so I'm just curious, Cameron, have you killed that past version of yourself? Like, have you totally gotten rid of it? And my, my answer to him was, yes, I, I have killed him. However, I still go visit the gravesite in order to remember the pain that existed with that life. Because if I completely kill it and never remember it, I'm more prone to repeat those mistakes. So it's, and, and this is something that's taught in, um, in Metamoroni, this battle of remembering mm. versus forgetting that yeah. we, we talk about, there's those important things that you need to remember. You need to remember some good things and you need to remember some bad things and you need to forget a lot of the bad things too. So how do we, how do we go about killing that past person? but still acknowledging and remembering the pain that was caused in that past life so that we aren't prone to repeat it.
1: Yeah, no, that's super powerful. Makes me think of the movie, the born identity. You know, it's, I I like that you touched on the battle between remembering and forgetting because that is so crucial, especially in, um, as you're recovering who you're meant to be becoming the new, better version of yourself one of the books that they use in men is like dragons. Did they fight? And they use this analogy and I'll, I'll get back and promise. I'm going to loop back to born identity on this, (laughs) (laughs) but they, uh, they, they do this analogy in the book, um, like dragons, do they fight where they talk about, you know, there's, there's a camp of warriors and you know, they're, they're getting, they're training hard. They're getting ready for battle. And the enemy um, knows it can't beat them head to head in a in a fair fight, you know, in a daytime fight, and so they start to poison the water source of these warriors. So pretty soon they're sluggish; they their reflexes aren't quick. They they can't put up a decent fight, and that's essentially what happens um, as as we engage in our addiction, is that we we start to forget we we let our guard down. We don't realize that we're this, this incredible warrior, much like, you know, Jason Bourne, when he wakes up floating in the middle of the ocean, he doesn't know that he's this killing machine. And, and I think that I want, I want that to kind of be what people take away, at least from my comments for tonight is that you're born warriors. God created you to be a warrior. Um, We came down here and we have to learn how to, how to be that warrior again. Um, It's an asymmetric warfare. Uh, Satan knows more than we do. He's been practicing his craft for thousands of years. And we're kind of like toddlers, you know, just figuring out how to walk. Um, and so uh, if, you, if you haven't read it, go check out Like Dragons, Did They Fight? It's got lots of great things. And, and we're going to touch on more in future episodes. Um, but it's so important to know that you're a son, you're a daughter of God. You were born to be a warrior. Um, and this concept of, of becoming something new—we've talked a little bit, right? About
0: about change as
1: you as you about change. We've talked about change. We've talked about dropping uh, old habits. This process of recovery and how life is a vacuum, and so you've got to find find things to fill your time. But this is something different, right? This is this is not just your you know updating your day to day calendar. This is actually becoming a new person, a new you kind of reflecting on what do i want my core to be and how do i live in harmony with what that with the what that core is with what those values are and what what was that like for you how did that happen gradually did you have a time where you sat down and said i starting today here's here's my game plan did you kind of r- write out your strategy or what was this process like for you of of leaving the old Cameron burying the old Cameron like you so elegantly said um, and 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 being a new Cameron so
0: when I got into
1: this this program one of the things they have you do is you start
0: journaling and everything um, you journal you read you write uh, but but you study you're ministering to other people you start communicating with them and and really it's all about kind of building this team with others with your heavenly father and with yourself and kind of gaining this confidence in this community around yourself you know they say it it takes a village to raise a child it also takes a village to help someone recover from addiction
1: and absolutely it's the power of group right
0: yeah yeah and so what what's what's so awesome about this becoming something new is it is a journey of discovery Uh, um think about in the lord of the rings when when bilbo baggins i guess this is in the hobbit Uh, when he first runs off and says, I'm going on an adventure. The reader doesn't know what lies ahead. If they've never (laughs) read the book, if you've never seen the movie, all you know is he's running out of this place that is seemingly a a happy place for a lot of them, but there's something missing. There's something that that Mm -hmm. pulls him Mm -hmm. and draws him toward this adventure. And he doesn't know that his life is going to be in peril, that he could die. What, What he does know is that something is calling him. He has been asked to rise up and take on this greater challenge in life. And so this is kind of that moment where when you step into recovery and you decide, you know what, it's time for me to become something new. You're kind of running out of your own shire and saying, I'm going on an adventure. I'm going to become something new. I'm going (laughs) to change. And, And there's excitement to it. There's Yes, there's a a lot of stress. There can be a lot of anxiety and uncertainty because you don't know the trials that lie ahead. You don't know what lurks in the darkness. You also don't have even the slightest comprehension of the glory that lies on the other side of that adventure. So Mm. doesn't that make it worth it to take that first step and go on that adventure?
1: Yeah, I love the way you put that. You uh, talked about so many good things. One thing I want to push a little bit more on is this concept of journaling. Um, and I don't know if you would agree with this or not, but I feel like you've gotten really good at telling your story about who the old Cameron was, the process that you had to go through and who the new Cameron is and what the new Cameron wants to do. And I don't know that I don't. maybe you've always been a natural storyteller. I don't know that it's intuitive or natural for people to tell their own story. You know, as a people, we're, we're, we're storytellers. It's, we like to communicate and connect with each other, but I don't know that it's natural for for us to be real and be honest um, about our own story and telling that and, and looking and trying to forecast or prophesy about the future and say, this is who I'm going to be. Was that, was that natural for you? Was that something like you feel like you've always been able to do or did journaling unlock that for you?
0: You know, actually, (laughs) it wasn't really journaling. I I still, to this day, I struggle to journal. I struggle to physically write down what I've experienced in the day. And it's usually because it's the same thing that happens when I sit down to read scriptures or a book. To physically put it in my hands, I immediately am overwhelmed with exhaustion and I pass out. Like, my, my day just seems to catch up with me. And so, you know, the solution would be, well, journal in the morning or journal in the middle of the day. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. I, I recognize this. I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not perfect. Um, right. But as far as my, my storytelling and stuff, I would say that yes, for me personally, I've kind of always had a more active imagination. Any of my family listening to this was probably uh, nodding their head right now. And <laughs> recognizing like yeah Cameron was always always had his head in the clouds I love telling stories I loved hearing stories um I'm, I'm really good at visualizing and putting myself almost into a movie scenario when I think about certain aspects of my life and, and I'm able to mm-hmm. recall it that way writing it down doesn't really click for me but I can replay my life like like a movie was playing it and so that helps me be able to tell the story a little bit better um, so what what I what I, I love do- that
1: and there's a lot of power in that right The, that concept of visualization. Um, yeah. So for our listeners, if you're taking notes, we hope you know whatever, but <laughs> write that one down. You know, visualize what your life was and visualize, think in your mind, like Cameron said, play it like a movie. What? How do I want this movie to go from here, and and what do I want my my in- ending to be or my new beginning to be?
0: Yeah. And. A lot of people think that to journal, you know, you need to sit down and you need to write out pages, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it can be just a paragraph. It can even be uh, one, one of my favorite things to do. And this is where I did start to succeed with journaling was this personal inventory that I would actually, I would write down on the mirror what I needed to change for that day. What mm, I wanted tell me to more about that. So I just grabbed a dry erase marker and... Mm-hmm there I, I would basically during my morning prayers i would ask heavenly father what is it that i need to be focusing on in order to take another step in the right direction it's not how am i going to completely conquer addiction today and never go back <laughs> it's i am asking for one step what is um i know we keep making these movie references uh in in frozen two
1: there's that yeah, song that's about- I was, we have kids the same age. So I was on the same wavelength. I was like, oh, he's gonna steal it. He's gonna talk about Frozen 2. Gonna tell the, the, the song that is do
0: the next right thing.
1: Yes. And I and
0: that. I I love the message of that song because it's not about overcoming all. It's not about you know being the hero of the story. It's about looking at where you're at in your life right now and what is the next right thing the next step that you can take in order to become that newer better shinier happier more fulfilled version of yourself sorry sorry to that. steal your your
1: yeah no that that was that was definitely a powerful so I don't know if that was the first time you saw the movie, but the first time I saw the movie was with you yep. and our kids, and we went to the theater. It was at Thanksgiving. I don't remember now. Good thing you mentioned when um, we went with our kids. It wasn't
0: just a mandate, right? Just, yeah, <laughs> hey, Chris, little, you want to go see bro, Frozen?
1: <laughs> yeah, so definitely powerful. Not as fun as the '80s power ballad um, by Kristoff. Now, oh. now we're just getting into Frozen trivia. Yep. I'm but start uh, singing. <laughs> so now, so I've now got to counterbalance that with something a little bit more manly. Um, Navy SEALs have a concept that they call the a three foot world. You live in a three foot world, you know, it's, it's you, it's your weapon. And that's about it. You know, your arm's length. What can I, con- what can I do? That's right around me. What's the next right thing. What's the next step. And that's so critical. Um, uh, it's easy to get overwhelmed. If all you have is a vision. If all you know is I don't want to be an addict. I want to be the amazing guy that everybody leans on. That's a rock star at his job, but there's no next step to get you there because then all you're doing is looking at your failures your shortcomings the gap between where you are and where you want to be so it's so critical visualization is critical critical you have to have that vision and you have to couple that vision with this practical next step mentality the day one mentality that we've talked about today's a new day what's what's within my realm you know my three-foot world that i can control what's that next step that i have to take And I love that you called out personal inventory. That's key at the beginning of this. So if you have been with us since the beginning of this podcast, working your way up from rock bottom, you're probably at the point now where you say, okay, now what? Well, this is the now what? Yeah. You are unleashed. You are this warrior. You're this spiritual version of Jason Bourne out there to go conquer the devil. Um, And so write your story. Take inventory of what were your weaknesses before um, what your boundaries are going to be like we've talked about and who is this person that you want to become. And then, and then like you said, take it one day at a time and every day, look at that mirror and say, what's my next step today. Yeah. Um, so I love that super powerful. And I love how you highlighted what's, what's the next thing to take me in the right direction, because we fill our day with choices and and there's no standing still right there's no there's no sitting idle in neutral when it comes to your spirit and your your progression and your fight against your addiction you're either taking a step forward in the right direction or you're taking a step left right backwards which happens right so be forgiving with yourself but also be honest and and figure out what has to happen so that you're taking more right steps than wrong steps
0: yeah i mean I- what, what, what kind of, what coach is a better coach? The one that just says, just keep working your hardest guys. You're doing great. Or
1: or (laughs) I'm so proud of you.
0: (laughs) Or we're all winners here, guys. Remember that. Here's your
1: participation trophy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or, or is the better coach, the one that says, look, I love the effort you're putting in. If you change this tactic, you will expose a weakness of the opposition if you change this thing about yourself, you will gain an advantage in this game, in this battle, yeah. in this life. And then, you know, so they're, they're correcting you. And so, and that's what we need to do with ourselves. We need to correct ourselves. And then um, th- this is something I learned when, uh, when I was working at, at Sprint of all places. I had a manager, he, he taught me, he said, whenever I correct an employee, I use a method called cushion, bump, cushion. I tell them something they're doing well and then I give them the correction that they need to fix. And then I finish that off with an additional thing that I still think that they deserve positive reinforcement toward.
1: I love that. And and I just want to highlight there the world that we live in. And I may have said this before, so forgive me. Um, I had a birthday. I'm older, so I'm going to write it off to you know middle-aged <laughs> senility. But uh, the world... Shame's weakness. The world says you should be ashamed of whatever your weaknesses are. Um, even in business school, they talk about you're better off if you ignore your weaknesses and you focus on your strengths. And And there's truth uh, to that aspect of it, you know, play to your strengths. but we should not be ashamed of what our weaknesses are. We need to be honest about those. And I, I've thought about that and I thought about it. And as I was going through the certification process to become a personal warrior trainer, we had a discussion where this topic of weakness came up, and a light bulb went off for me uh, because there's a scripture in the Book of Mormon in a book called Ether where it talks about I give the the Lord talking. He says I give unto men weakness that they may. Uh, well, I'm gonna that they may this be made now, so Prep yeah. this. Um, yeah, that they'll be humble um, and. So essentially, there's this, ta- there's this concept that it talks about of we have these weaknesses that we can be humble. And then if we'll, if we'll come to the Lord, if we'll, if we'll try to be near him um, and, um, and allow him to help us, then he'll make those weaknesses strengths. And I think the devil knows that. He knows that if we're honest about our weaknesses and if we turn to God for help with those and there's nothing that can stop us. And so instead of getting us to address our weaknesses, he tries to get us to ignore them, bury them, be ashamed of them. And so whatever your weaknesses are, know that they are there and you can either let them be an anchor or a sail. And if, if, you, if you bury them and you're ashamed of them, they're going to be an anchor. And if you are open to the right people, the people you can trust, God most of all, uh, they will be a sail. And they'll help you on this journey to becoming the new person that you want to be. And it's a fight, right? I mean, it, this is not something that's easy. Uh, you, was it, no. no. was it easy for you? No. <laughs> Just, all, all you had to do was picture in your mind who you wanted to be. And you, you woke up and rode on the mirror and never had a bad day. Got, I got bopped on the head by a magical fairy and
0: everything was hunky dory <laughs> after that. Yeah, I It was rainbows and butterflies into the sunset. Um, <laughs> No, I, I tell people this all the time that the greatest battle you will ever face in your life is uh, the fight to change yourself. I mean, most people come to the reconciliation and the resignment that they can't change the world and nor nor is it their responsibility to change the world. But how do you change the world? By changing yourself. Because if every single person worked on themselves, the world would change. And that that yeah. is really the the only way to have that much of an impact now are those there are those people that have a huge impact on the world around them but that's because they've gone through years and years of studying and meditation and dedication to their craft and so because they've changed themselves the world gravitates to that and it affects them as well but that person did that. not change others they only changed what they could like you were saying that
1: that's so powerful and, and i've noticed that too it, it it seems to me that people who try so hard to control the world have the hardest time controlling themselves. <laughs> That's you awesome. Know, I, I, yeah. I, I try, I'm going to try and control everything around me so that I don't have to control myself or change myself. Yeah. I'm going to try and you know, beat myself against my environment so that I don't have to change. But I love how you put that. In changing, we become this, this beacon, this magnet and then others are drawn to us. And, and we no longer, we can we can let go of that fear of that anxiety. Um, and, and you may or may not agree with this. I'd be curious to get your take on this. I think a lot of people, it's been my experience anyway, a lot of people, when they are deep in their addiction, they work overtime to control the narrative of everything around them, of what people think about them, of how people see them, of what activities they do with people so that that addiction doesn't get out. And so that can be something very counterintuitive as you're engaging in recovery to say, I just need to let go of, of trying to change everything around me and really focus on changing myself, controlling myself, being, being the person that I need to be.
0: There is power in saying, my life's a mess. I am out of control. I don't know what to do. And I'm coming to everyone around me and my heavenly father and saying, I'm throwing up my hands and saying, I I, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. So what I am saying is I need you to help me do it. I I need my team. I need my loved ones. I need my father in heaven to help me with this change. And I I love that you brought up before about um, the, the fight that goes with this. Imagine Being in the middle of a tug of war, and and I, I see myself in this all the time. This is another one of those visual things that it's just very clear in my head. I imagine that I'm wearing a harness with two metal rings on each one on each hip. And there's a rope tied to each one. And I'm being pulled by both Satan and God. So I'm being pulled by good and evil. The difference, the only thing that ever makes that rope or my position in that tug of war change is the direction I start pulling. So mm. if I if I lean into Christ, yeah. if I fight to go toward my Father in heaven, that fight then starts to win the battles. If I start to give up my efforts, then I'm essentially leaning into complacency. I'm I'm and I'm leaning into Satan because what what's the word I'm looking for? Being being idle, you know, being. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, by, by, by doing that, yeah, being yeah.
0: apathetic toward progress, you really are just kind of saying, I don't care who takes the wheel. And Satan's going to jump on that real quick because God gives us agency and Satan wants to control us. So as soon as we let our hands off the wheel and give up control, he goes, that's my cue. I'm going to control this now. We have to fight with everything we've got in order to create this new version of ourself. And it's going to be fatiguing and it's going to be it's it's going to wear us down and it is going to bring out the most i mean imagine the most ripped hardcore just buff incredible warrior that you can imagine on the battlefield the one that you want to be on your side that's the person that's going to emerge out of what was someone who was paranoid isolated and did not want to share anything about themselves, kept secrets, lied, destroyed the lives of people around them. I mean, was basically a a, a serpent in the bushes. Mm-hmm. And now you're this person that says, look, I can't do it on my own, but I'm going to give it everything I've got. And I will be darned if I'm not going to die trying to fight to get to the side of God. Nothing is going to stop me from that battle, even even amidst those lost battles, those relapses that we talked about in the past, those areas of weakness, as long as you still continue to say, look, I I recognize I messed up. I've identified another area of weakness. I'm still facing Christ. Then that help will still be there. That power will still be there. And this this new version of yourself will still continue to emerge.
1: I want to circle back because you can't see us folks, but hopefully you can hear it. you're, you're getting kind of emotional. Yeah, <laughs> um, and No, don't apologize. I think it's wonderful. And I, and I want to, I want to ask a question to see if we can uncover a little bit more about why that is, because I think it'll be helpful for listeners. Were there times um, when you felt like someone else was trying to change you or tell you this is who you're supposed to be? In other, in other words give you a vision of how they wanted you to be and try and fix you more or less and and that doesn't work or and and the, and what made it different when it was you saying i have a vision of of who i want to be myself so first first question let me try and break that up that was a terrible run on sentence my high school english <laughs> teacher would be devastated so first part of that question is did you ever because i'm guessing other people have experienced this did you ever have someone or people come to you and try and fix you or tell you, this is what you should be. And what was, what was that like? How effective was that? <laughs> um, so a very popular phrase amongst people who are
0: unfamiliar with how to deal with someone who's struggling with an addiction is the phrase of just stop. And
1: I hate this, that word. just, just, yeah, <laughs> just like, <yeah>.
0: like <laughs> And I was told that by multiple people that they say, Cameron just stop stop watching pornography stop messing up stop hurting your wife you you have to stop doing these things and inside I'm literally screaming at them I'm trying and and Mm -hmm. nothing nothing's working I don't know how and and there's just this desperation of it's like they're telling me to just swim but I've never been taught how to swim and so I'm thrashing about in the water, gulping water and drowning. And, and I, I, I can't make myself swim. All the kicking and flailing is doing nothing for me. And so between that and even having counselors say like, asking me, well, what do you think needs to change? I, I mean, other than I have to just stop, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And it, it took... Um, it took some pretty harsh steps for for me because this is another thing I tell people all the time is the only person that could change me was me. And as much as I didn't know how, I also was not desperate enough to do whatever it took. So I had to be so desperate for that change that I went out and sought lessons on how to swim. I went out and trained to become a warrior. I, I met with captains and generals, and these these people that understand the art of war, because this is a war, this is a battle. And I was taught how to fight because I sought it out. I mean, I wasn't just thrown into the battle because that that I mean that that's how you die. That's what I was told to do by so many people was, Cameron, just just go out there and win the war. Oh, okay, here's your sword. <laughs> All right.
1: yeah (laughs) i know that i I don't know if
0: that really answers your question well enough no
1: absolutely absolutely does and it's funny that you said they say the word just um i did one of my many jobs was uh, in sales once upon a time and the vice president of sales he said i want you to take the word just out of your vocabulary um because it's it's a it's a word that belittles it it makes it sound easy right oh just stop Um, just do it. And so, and we're going to, we've got episodes coming where we're going to give you more tools, um, but we've talked about a lot over the weeks. Um, If you're just joining us tonight for the first time, go back and and pick through some of those. Um, We've talked about some tonight. I want to circle back to writing, um, whether it's taking that personal inventory, writing down on the, on the whiteboard mirror. For me, it was writing letters to my past self. Um, You know, to my 13 year old self, to my 16 year old self, to my 20 year old self. So that's super powerful. Um, this, this tool of visualization, this tool of of day one mentality, and there's another super powerful one. And and this is the one that I want to end on tonight. We don't usually do this. Um, I don't know if we've ever done this before, actually. Um, but again, we don't want to be just another voice telling you who you should be. You know, we, we try and stay away from what you should, right? Should's a, a should's a bad word on this yeah. on this podcast. But but we firmly believe that that you have come from the presence of God as a warrior, and you are here to become that warrior again. And so tonight I'd like to end um, at least my part with an invitation. If you're listening tonight and you're wondering is this possible? Is this is this real? Is this is this true? You know, is this someone that I can become? Can I actually become a warrior that wins the fight against addiction? That other people can look to as a leader, um, that is worthy of love. My answer to that is a resounding and unequivocal yes, absolutely. And you have to know that for yourself. So if you're listening tonight, Uh, Whether or not you're new to prayer, um, I invite you to try. Just call out to God and say, God, I was listening to this podcast. They They told me I could become something new, something amazing that I was meant to be a warrior. Is that true? And give yourself a minute of silence to listen and feel and write down what you feel. Because I believe in my heart that if you'll do that, you'll feel... God embracing you and saying, yes, you are my child. I love you. And I put you here on this critical time to fight against some of the worst evil that the world has ever known. You can recover who you were meant to be, not just before your addiction, but before you were born. This magnificent child of God.
0: That was awesome. (laughs) Thank you. I, I would like to uh, to end my part, and uh, if you, if you're driving, this isn't something you'll be able to really do. So maybe uh, maybe pause it here and do this next part. Um, I, I want to take you a, a little bit uh, on a little bit of a visual visual moment of of healing and kind of uh, allow you to find some some peace and confidence in what Chris has just said, in what you are in what you are capable of feeling and becoming. When I was working with Cody, one of the most impactful things that he ever did with me was he, he asked me, first of all, he's like, where's the place that you feel you are at the most peace in the world, that you are at complete serenity and Zen with God, that everything it, it just that that's where if you, you could sit you could spend the rest of your life there. And immediately I knew that if I were sitting on a log on the banks of a mountain lake, green evergreens all around me, crystal blue sky, the water lapping against the shores. There is no more peaceful place on this earth than that kind of visualization. So he said, okay, now a lot of people, this this old version of you is very traumatized. It's struggling to fade away because that trauma is so deep and has cut so much and, and has been so infected That what you have to do is, like Chris said, he wrote letters to his past self. What I was told to do was to confront that past self. So he said, I want you to put that traumatized person on that bank right there. And I want you to walk out of the trees. This present version of you, walk out of the trees, sit on the log next to that person that's hurting and give them a moment and just acknowledge what they are feeling and say... I know how bad you're hurting through this. I know how much this is cut and this has hurt you and those around you. And I'm here as a future version of yourself to tell you and to show you everything is going to be okay. And then Cody told me, he said, now in this vision, I want you to pull out your cell phone. And I want you to show them pictures of what your life is like right now. And he said, what's your life look like, Cameron? And I talked to this past version of myself and I said, look how happy you and your wife are. Look how happy your kids are. Your family is smiling because of who you've become. So I know where you're at right now hurts, but where you are going will change not just your life, but all the lives around you in your immediate vicinity. There will be a peace that has never existed before. So just keep fighting. Don't give up because you inevitably will end up where I'm at. And so in doing this, in writing to your past self, in acknowledging your past self, this shiny new person of you will continue to get better and better. And change is possible. And so I leave you with my testimony of hope that there, th- this is not the end of your line, no matter how dark and bad things are, just bring Christ in, bring God in and start fighting for his side. And that change will come. And that new you will be someone that can look in the mirror and smile and be at peace.
1: I love that. Thanks for sharing that. And, and thank you guys for listening uh, until next week. Keep fighting and uh, keep up the good hard work of recovering you.